talk trash about how their favorite shows begin. We're the two buds. I'm Alex. And I'm Ethan. So, Ethan, hey, are you excited for today? I am very excited for today. It's going to be a blast because we're doing something a little bit different. Yeah, we're doing a rerun. Rerun, rewatch. So if you uh, maybe remembered from season one, we have these rerun episodes hit. Rerun episodes feature us talking about shows that we really, really like and have seen in its entirety. So instead of talking trash about the pilot, we're just going to gush love towards the show that we adore. It's kind of like, you know, issuing out good karma in the world, which is very ironic for this show that we're going to be talking about. I feel like it balances out all of my, in particular, criticisms of stuff. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, so, she, oh, wait, she actually does like media sometimes. Sometimes. I think the way we've talked about this in episodes prior, we both kind of know satire when we see it, and we just don't know how to describe it, and we're going to talk about a show that has all the satire. <laughs> what What show are we talking about? It's a show that not many have probably heard about. It's only been around for about 14 years at this point, but it's a show. Super niche. Super, super, you, you, you would have to be there. You, you, you probably don't know about it. It's a show called It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Maybe you've, mayhaps you've heard of it. A little show, a little funny, haha show. It was, uh, you know, picked up by this random channel called FX and, you know, they just decided to say, fuck it, let's just keep this show on for as long as we can. Well, okay, so uh, I like I just wanted to say three things all at once. So like one of my favorite parts of at least I guess is we, our shows are kind of somewhat scripted, right? We, we talk about the pilot, then we kind of go off on whatever tangent we want to go yeah. on. Yeah. This show, this episode is going to be specifically tangent based because it is us just going to be talking about stuff we love and don't like and etc. But like we actually have formalized questions that he and I asked definitely not 12 hours before the show. Definitely not. And uh, we've been thinking about this since January, to be fair. Mm-hmm. To be fair. I've been like, hey, this is probably stuff I'll be asking. I mean, in all honesty, I'm pretty sure, like, at any point before we recorded, we've been talking about this show in some form or another. Especially when I was saying, hey, you need to watch this latest season. And it wasn't out yet before we even started this season. So it was great that it finally came out. 2020 has been a fucking year. It's been a year, man. Oh, shit. I forgot, like, that That was this year. Yeah. We're in the final quarter of the year, so we're getting there. <laughs> the final countdown? It's it's 75% complete, so that's just enough time to finish all your side missions and to get into the last chunk of the game. So having formalized questions, right? I didn't write notes on 14 seasons of TV. Look at this. Right. <laughs> Look at this. It's a half of a steno pad. Well, there you go. There's I just still saw the mad scribblings in the, in the margins because oh, yeah, it's the... not my notes without some kind of eldritch no. horror concept going on there. Yeah. But I this is going to be like me just speaking off the top of my brain pan. Yeah, and I mean, I kind of looked at the questions we gave each other, and I was like, "Oh, this is the answer. This is the answer." I don't know what I might say for that one, so we'll see. <laughs> and I think that goes well to serve 
I only very recently found out that It's Always Sunny is, for the most part, improv They write the script as they go, for the most part. They have the basic idea, and they go from there. I guess, do you want to just explain the most vague plot or vague synopsis of what this show is about, I guess? When I try to sell it to people, and this isn't a good sell, I won't lie, Mm -hmm. it's a bunch of asshole friends who don't know they're assholes doing asshole things. That's that's fairly accurate. Um, If you wanted to give... I guess I would say if I had to give a quick elevator pitch, the the quickest way I could explain it is it's five, sometimes four people that run a bar or sometimes sit in a bar that they own, but they don't actually have people in. So they're so bored that they just do stupid shit all day and are trying to look like the better people, but definitely are not. I think what like really scratches my itch here, and it's it's well known in first lore. I love a good con man, and like this is just bad con men, pretty yes, consistently. Very them constantly consistent. running a some sort of scam or scam or scheme. <laughs> oh, I uh, okay, we'll get there. I just realized I forgot like one of my favorite episodes. So I guess we'll just go like write it. So, so like go, that's the basic concept it. of the show, yeah. right? It's just that these people, and it's it's done from the writer's standpoint of like, no, we are trying to emphasize how this behavior it makes you look like a dick. Yes. None of the characters are aware of how they look. They just are so lost in their own world and think that they're hot shit. And or don't know better. They're also neurotic, and I love it so much. <laughs> and even like attempts to try to teach them to be better mm-hmm. just fails, explodes in the most worst way possible. The only time, and the uh, the best thing is, is sometimes when they do become self aware of their actions, it's to the shock of everyone else in the group, and it just leads to some of the better like incidents of things. Like I think you know one of my favorite characters, Charlie, is just a huge semblance of that. Is he your favorite character? I would have to say Charlie is probably one of my favorite characters in this entire show. Well, okay, so then back your claim, the sense of, like, Charlie being one of the people who, like, does it the most often, but also why is Charlie your favorite? Two-prong, go. Mm. Every now and then, I see myself wake up in the mirror, and I feel like (laughs) I look exactly like Charlie every now and then, and I'm like, ah, yeah, that's right. And, I don't know, just his overall, you know... He's the sweet, innocent boy, but at the same time, he's not. He's got that naivete that you're like, uh, he could be a cinnamon roll, but he's like a trash cinnamon roll. Like, you find it at the very bottom of the dumpster and you're like, maybe I'm hungry enough to eat it? I'm not sure. <laughs> that's that's what he is. That's what Charlie is. And that's how I feel in life. <laughs> I, I think some of the genius behind that character, too, is that he is... Uh, mm, the dumbest of the group question yeah. mark like it's mm-hmm. well known that he's illiterate um and that he just doesn't really have a high education Mm-mm. really what he amounts to he's a janitor and that's kind of his thing it's just that he's he's a very uh simple i don't mean that like in the like mean way it's just he's a, he's a simple man he has simple needs mm-hmm. and just is not a complex not weighed down by the weight of the world usually right what he, he has these episodes where he's so smart and it just throws you for a curb i just huh, I'm sure one of them's like your favorite episode. I would be willing to bet one of them's in one of your favorite episodes, but stuff like Charlie work, even the episode where he gets quote unquote smart. Ah, like, yes. Those are, they don't do them too often. And so when they do happen, you kind of forget all the history. Like, oh no, we've, we've had moments where Charlie is actually pretty smart and put together, given the right chance, the right support group. 
And it's just, it's so funny when you, to see it, A, build up and then crumble, which sounds awful, right? Like, you don't want to see anyone fail, but I don't know, there's something really good about Charlie. Oh, uh, there's something really good just about, in general, these characters. So I guess we kind of know I like Charlie. Who is one of your more favorite characters or peoples or monsters in this show? Our <laughs> <laughs> monsters. So I had to think about this, because I, I cycled through a few. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, no, it's this one. No, wait, it's this one. No, wait, it's this one. And then I stopped myself. I'm like, okay, hold on a minute. Because some of the questions of some stuff we're going to talk about is like our favorite episodes, what are overrated, underrated, etc. And so I went back and looked at all the episodes I listed. And the character they have in common as a main piece is Dennis. Of course. Of fucking course, of right? Of fucking course. But the, also, like, I want to do the caveat of I also really in particular enjoy Dennis and Dee's dynamic. Especially like, with really their good. sibling dynamic, yeah. Yes! And then the, the, the bunny trail from there is Dee's dynamic with anybody. Like, Dee on her own kind of can be hit and mess for me, but like yeah. her dynamics with how she interacts with Charlie one-on-one, with Mac one-on-one, those are really good. And I really like that actress, Caitlin Olson. Olson. Mm-hmm. Which I've talked about her before with the Mick and everything else. I think she's a she's a hoot. But in this show, just her dynamic with, with Dennis is really good. And so, yeah, no, I don't think I've ever been too ashamed to say Dennis is my favorite. I also have my moments where I relate, but I don't feel like confessing that is as cute and adorable as saying you feel like Charlie. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, I'm just going to say, don't do it. But there's an amount of sense to the dentist system. Don't mm-hmm. do it because you're going to hurt a real human being. But... But because of the implication. Because of the implications. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think... There's so much that goes into Dennis and Glenn Howard that I, I again, recently found out Julie are trained. Yeah. Crazy, and right? Wild. But like that makes so much more sense when you look at those episodes or those moments where he goes from zero to 100 and is just screaming yeah. at somebody. Yeah. And seeing those bloopers, too, where he has to turn that on and seeing the other person crumble into giggles <laughs> is so good. Mm. Uh, the bloopers are just so good in this show, too. I just, it's great. Show them your neck. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I think that's really what comes down to favorite characters. And because, again, I, I appreciate Dennis D more than I appreciate Dennis Mack. But I think it's because Mack is my least favorite character. Really? Really. I have a real hard time with Mack. Uh, again, he has his moments, but like consistently, the three that I was rotating between was uh, Dennis D, Charlie. Yeah. Mm hmm. Although I'm going to say neither of us have really talked much about Frank. No, I mean, I love Frank, but I mean, he, as much as Charlie wants to be the wild card, Frank is the wild card. Like, he's that type of person that just expunges chaotic energy in everything he does. Charlie's more kind of like, I don't know, just like a neutral chaos almost. But, you know, Frank is true chaos incarnate, like... He, he knows he doesn't have very much life left in him, so he's just getting as weird as possible. We've been talking about characters, and again, for anyone who doesn't know, right? So, okay, main cast. Yeah. Dennis D. Mac Charlie. Dennis mm-hmm. D. Twins. Mm-hmm. Mac Charlie, they all, like, went to school together. Yep, yep. All four of them were high school friends, you know, grew up together, effectively. They've been in each other's lives and at, at the beginning of the show they're like late 20-somethings mm-hmm. mac and dennis own this bar called patty's pub charlie effectively is the janitor there d's technically the bartender 
Technically. Technically. Or the waitress there, but, you know. I think Dennis is more, it's, well, they're both, they're both like the bartenders, but you see Dennis yeah. more doing the drinks and her doing yeah. the orders. Yeah. When they have people. <laughs> like five episodes? Yeah. Like the surges. It's, it's not a popular bar. And obviously by the title, this takes place in Philadelphia. So I feel like there are some people that maybe are from Philadelphia that are either offended by this show or they absolutely <laughs> love it. I feel like you're in either one of those parties if you're from that neighborhood. <laughs> the one person I know from the area hates it because it's accurate. <laughs> like, yeah. just, like, knows people who are like that, knows bars that are like that. And... Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that goes with it so much. And, I don't know, I guess the thing that throws me off, too, because I'm re-looking at, like, the seasons and the shows, I like how, like, D went from being Sweet D to now she's just D the bird effectively like yeah i mean since well, we're she just wasn't even meant to be a, a character not really yeah she was just supposed to be kind of there on the background it was just the three people and then you know the fx is like hey you need to have a celebrity start and i guess we've talked about the other four and then we get introduced to danny devito's character frank at the end of their six seven episode first season <laughs> and they're like this is the star we got we got danny devito <laughs> And he turns out to be Frank, D and Dennis's father. And then they play with that for the whole next season, and it turns out he's not their father. But also maybe Charlie's father? Maybe. It's 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 hard to tell. <laughs> it's a mystery they keep going because Charlie's mom is a smidge promiscuous, which is also super funny because her this like side character, Charlie's mom, is this very nervous, nelly, quiet talking lady. But then they like hit over the head over and over again she gets around yeah especially she has a mini a suitor so i guess we can also talk about episodes too but i think one of i i guess we asked we poised the question iconic versus favorite okay so yeah let me just describe that since people weren't privy to our discord conversation oh yeah so i i originally dictated like okay we're gonna do top three episodes like just just pick top three is gonna be hard and i'm sitting here and i'm, I'm going and i'm crossing out and I'm, I'm writing and i'm crossing out honorable mention cross out and going back and forth and i realized okay no because there's a difference between in my opinion our favorite episodes like the comfort food favorite episodes versus iconic episodes mm -hmm. the and ones iconic that everyone knows about Either have seen the gifts or the memes or something of. So, like, mm -hmm. Iconic Sunny versus Favorite. And I'm going to say you can have, they can overlap. But, like, mm -hmm. my favorites personally didn't. But I also felt like, oh, man, I really need, should include The Nightman Cometh. Yes. Because it's, I it's think... an amazing episode. But, like, is yep. it my comfort episode, though? No, it's not. I probably can count the number of times on my hand that I've watched that episode versus... The other seasons or episodes I've mm -hmm. seen, like, you know, on loop or something like that. I honestly think, like you already mentioned, one of my favorite episodes is actually probably Flowers for Charlie. Just because, one, I I remember in middle school, high school, having to read the short story Flowers for Agamemnon that that entire thing is joked on. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, it's probably the highbrow in me, but I'm just like, oh, I love it because I get the reference and everything like that and where it's coming from. Because they have so many references to different things. It's amazing. And I think that's like the real pitch for the show is, again, you can say it's assholes doing asshole things. But the there is this level of highbrow, educated humor that goes into it. But you don't have to know it to enjoy it. They do such right. a good balance of the two. Like, oh, if you get it, 
you get it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, if I'm going to guess, it's the noir episode would also make your top three. Yes, the noir episode. Yeah, and again, I was having the same issue with like top three episodes because it's so tough because there's 14 seasons of this show and it's like 10 episodes per season. So we're looking like at 140 episodes overall, give mm-hmm. or take. And it's, there's so much stuff. I, yeah, I think it's just, you know, I love all the gags more than anything in this show. They just do such a good job. I'm going to stop us because I can tell we just like jumped to like two or three different topics. <laughs> so and that's yeah. going to be hell for the listeners. Yeah. Bless no, you for true. hanging on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so originally this, I, we were bringing up this favorite first iconic conversation piece yeah. because you were trying to reference something about Charlie. Oh, and yeah. And his mom. Yeah, I was going to, uh, sorry. Backtrack into that. I was going to bleed off with the statement that this is probably maybe a little bit of an iconic episode versus my favorite episode, but I think it's like first or second season when it's Christmas in Philadelphia, their first Christmas episode, because I know people have seen that go around everywhere where Charlie is confronting Santa Claus because of how promiscuous his mom was. Did you because, fuck my mom? Did you fuck my mom? <laughs> That, and the other thing about that episode that I absolutely love is the fucks aren't censored, yet the word I'm pretty sure like they were either saying retarded or something is. Because Santa Claus is like, is he a retard or something? Like <laughs> and they censor that, which, I mean, I appreciate just because they like know their level and they, as this show progresses, they're going with like the social changes and like making sure they're socially progressive, but they know where the lines are. <laughs> So I'm so glad you brought this up. Uh, This was the very first thing you asked me, like, what, or maybe I asked, like, what's your favorite bit? What's your favorite gag? And the very, very first one I ever wrote down was, did you fuck my mom? Did you fuck my mom? Just the delivery of that scene kills me. Just Mm -hmm. like this Charlie, furious, quiet rage. And it's because he did not realize as a kid. uh, So I guess we can talk about this episode a little bit is Mac and Charlie are going over their Christmas traditions as children. And we find out how terrible their families are and how they are as white trash because of it. We have Mac that's like, oh, we go to other people's houses and we get and and we exchange gifts. So it's a house exchange. It's like, and Charlie's like, no, Mac, your family was robbing houses. You were getting the gifts and you would rob them on Christmas morning. And then Charlie was like, I would have Santa show up every morning or like the multiple Santas show up every morning on Christmas, or and whatnot, and they would come give me a gift, and they would go upstairs to hang out, and you know, make sure I was being a good boy, <laughs> and and Max like Charlie, no, your your mom was a whore, and she fucked up all the Santas. <laughs> she fucked all the Santas. Did you ever think that was weird that there was more than one Santa and they all looked different? <laughs> it's such a good bit. It's such a good episode. It's such a good episode. Okay, so let's just like let's just crack into the top three, right? Let's yeah. let's let's try mm-hmm. to analyze. Let's try this to visualize this. So, okay, did you rank yours in particular just like a conglomerate of three? It was a conglomerate of three. Okay, so what were your other two? Okay, so I guess I had like I said I have flowers for Charlie. Mm-hmm. The next one after that is probably it's. I mean, this is where I kind of go more iconic versus favorite, but then we get kitten mittens episode <laughs> so that's probably one of my favorite and then yeah and i again i was having problems because i i like a lot of the newer seasons a lot more oh interesting i'm watching a lot more stuff from there like 
in the last few seasons, I feel like they've gotten a little bit more, you know, f- funny with their wit about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it was kind of a close second. It's either, like you said, Charlie work or the Wade Boggs episode. <laughs> Those are oh. kind of my, my three or four episodes. God, I wrote down Wade Boggs and what did I write it down for? I think I put that under my best gags because I wasn't, it's it's a good episode, mm-hmm. but I like the, the one-off jokes and really what makes it, it's the very end with Charlie smash out of his brain because what they're trying to do is drink as much as Wade Boggs did on an airplane cross country, which is mm-hmm. like 33 beers or something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And 75 or something like that. Oh God, it's, 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 <laughs> it's, a, it's an exorbitant amount of, of beer. <laughs> and, and then, then have to go and hit a home run, right? Yeah. It, then he went and did like a three run no hitter or something like, or like a three run home run or something like that. I, no pitch hit so home run. Yeah. Charlie's the only one that wins due to shenanigans. Yeah. But like just him like drunk talking, and they have to actually provide <laughs> subtitles at the bottom. Give me, give me that mustard, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what do we know? <laughs> it's just it's so relatable. I think where we've all been that kind of knee walking drunk. And yet you're trying to talk and people do not understand you. Mm-hmm. But so like, okay, again, as far as like why it makes your favorite episode, though, like what about it makes it like a favorite episode? Uh, I, I think it's just the way the interactivity with it, like, because, you know, this this show has running gigs and typically for the most part, it's not all like action oriented. It's more kind of like these buildups to these accidents or terrible events that happen because of them, you know, so. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just like when I think of an episode, I just think of like specifically that they kind of have the satire about like, you know, the baseball league D is, uh, you know, using performance enhancing drugs to keep herself in the game. And Mac is the commissioner. So he's like, all right, we're going to keep that under the table. We're not going to let anybody else know because I want a good rivalry <laughs> and and stuff like that. And then the way they kind of branch off from jokes there, because. That episode is where we, you know, effectively get the start of Dennis's double life and stuff like that. And, you know, it's just so much stuff. I, I think you're right, too. The, the stronger episodes are double layered, where there's like the, the obvious plot, right? Mm-hmm. But then you get the commentary underneath that they're articulating so well. And so I, I, won't, I won't say non-judgmental, but I, I guess when I think of that, it's it's the talking about gun laws. And how mm. easy it is to get mm. a gun. Uh, gun laws. Versus they, yeah. getting a sword. Yeah. Gun fever. Gun fever too. They talk about, you know, they have the gas crisis a couple of times. Mm-hmm. This latest season had a redux of, uh, you know, climate change and everything like that. <laughs> and how well, it's kind of reversed almost in that mentality. And that they also did a, a second, they did a redo of the Wade Boggs challenge with all females, which is the commentary that we're making these movies with females. And mm-hmm. it was such a delightful commentary. Because again, they're not saying yeah. it's bad. It's just why do it when you can make mm-hmm. your own thing? Yeah. Which we know why, because Hollywood's the worst. Yeah. But <laughs> Why do your own thing? Or in the same sense, it's like, girls can be gross too. They can do the same gross stuff. And you're like, mm, can they? <laughs> or, <laughs> They can, but should that? they? Do you want that? Is that what you're trying to appeal to? <laughs> okay, it's a whole other podcast talking about women being betrayed and male <laughs> power dynamics. It's fine. <laughs> We're not here for that. We're, We're here not for here Always for Sunny. But 
Did you have like any honorable mentions? Like those were like your your, your like, uh, collection, but were the ones that you yeah, wish you had included? Let's see here. Kind of what I would want to include. I'm I'm kind of going through. Um, there was one in particular. I was trying to remember. I'm trying to remember what season. Oh, let's see. It's the plot of it. I I don't remember. I I'm, I'm <laughs> I have to like look at it because I like I said I haven't watched every single episode like in a while, but. I was trying to think of like one specifically or something, but you know, honorable mention, I would say like, okay, the, the Ponderosa wedding, that is, <laughs> that is one that was probably an honorable mention just because of how outlandishly crazy it is. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, the first like thunder gun when they're racing to the theater. Like, I think those are, you know, two both good episodes. Do you want to hear mine? Yeah, let's hear it. What are yours? Okay, the only one I had definitive, my number one, is Charlie Work. 100% completely Charlie Work. And I say that as someone who's like, Dennis is my favorite character. Listen, the brilliance behind Charlie Work is so good. I think you and I both know that had to make it into like our top three because you and I both are like, you better move that that trash can, you goddamn bitch. <laughs> you goddamn better bitch. Move it, you, you goddamn bitch. <laughs> six inches. <laughs> six, <laughs> six inches. inches. <laughs> and I just... There, I think it's the speed. Uh, I've, I've discussed this before. I really enjoy fast-paced media, uh, fast-paced humor, fast-paced anything. And it is just this chaotic spin. Once it starts going and it builds and it builds and it builds till the end. So it's Charlie from the side perspective of kind of being the mastermind behind a successful scheme, which also makes you, once you watch it, identify all the other stuff, all the other past schemes. Like, oh, wait, did he actually do stuff to help out? And that we're just so ruined by the, essentially the view of Dennis and Mac and everyone else, whoever the perspective is of. Charlie doesn't get a lot of perspective time in episodes. Mm -hmm. And so this is entirely him where he is cursing out everybody and how stupid they're being. And really, they're not really being any different than they normally are. And really changes your view of the characters as a whole. And... It's just, it's, it's well done. The repeated humor, that every joke lands, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The joke stool, where you spend the whole episode, episode of him, like, slamming, slamming the stool, stool. And not quite understanding what he's doing, but it's, like, there's this pace, it's a ritual, it's mm-hmm. happening, and it's just a prank D, and be like, haha, that's how you do, like, a real prank. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. And just, like, showing where the credit goes at the end of everything, and, like, Charlie, it's over your head. You're not going to understand what the kind of, like, thing is. So oh, I'm not going to understand? understand? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's just it's 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 well done i think honestly it would probably make my top three favorite episodes in tv in general mm-hmm. like as a whole i just think it's that good of an episode yeah it's it's really good and i think again it's really hard especially since we limited ourselves to three episodes out of mm-hmm. like we said 14 seasons it's really tough there's so much good television from this show like i could probably find well, I guess we kind of have it on the list here, like our underrated or overrated shows, our least favorite, like seasons or shows. Like, I could probably pick out the lesser popular episodes than I could like my favorite episodes. Like, oh, I'm the, I'm the opposite, but like I really love Always Sunny. What's your third and second? Okay, so again, this is where it starts getting messy, right? Where I'm like, I'm not really sure which one goes where. Yeah, but Mac and Dennis move to the suburbs. Okay. Yep. I, again, classic. It has that one-on-one uh, dynamic going on. Again, I mentioned earlier, I don't like the Mac Dennis dynamic, but like this is all that episode is. And mm-hmm. it's because, again, you're seeing that spiral happening 
constantly, like, just, I think it has that similar thing I liked about Charlie work, right? It starts off slow. And then it builds mm-hmm. and it builds and it builds to so this beautiful fucking problem. Seeing the garbage just pile up and them just trying to tape air fresheners on the wall. Because, like, that's going to solve the problem. They never talk about in the fucking episode, no. really. It's just that they're doing this thing because they're not used to. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and just, you know, overall house care and everything like that. Because they have apartments and they just, you know, have a foreman to take care of it. You know. Oh, God. I have to look up the joke now. Oh, is it the newsflash asshole? Yeah, newsflash asshole. <laughs> There's that damn beeping again. I've been hearing it the whole oh, time. Newsflash, asshole. I've been hearing the whole goddamn time. Why didn't you say anything? Because I hate, I hate you. you. How's, uh, how's the weather treating you? It's a hot one, huh? It's a hot one, huh? And seeing Dennis's, like, just short temper, again, get illustrated so beautifully. And it's very, it just is a very, very good. And then Mac's famous mac and cheese. Do you like dog? Like, it just, it is, it is so good as a whole. And then my third one is uh, the gang gets analyzed because of fucking course it is. Yes. Yep. And I, it's one of those ones that I forget about until uh, usually, and this is a whole other topic too that we can transition to later, but like, hey, wh- what episodes do you show people? I also have the caveat of like, okay, when my friends who like the show are having a bad day, what do we sit and watch? The gang gets analyzed is always one of the first three that we watch. Yeah. Because it's just so funny because I... Sweet D is talking to her therapist and decides that she wants to bring everybody in to try to try to decide who's going to do the dishes after a fancy dinner. Mm-hmm. And so then the therapist is forced to talk to each and every one of them individually, all just to decide who's going to wash the dishes. Oh my god, it is so fucking funny. Just it's it's very good. I, it's, it's hard. It's one of the harder episodes for me to describe why it's so funny, unless you sit down and watch it. And I have also a basic understanding of what those characters are and what they've been through to get them to that point. Yeah. Hmm. But it is very good. They definitely have still some of those running gags in there the entire time. And again, it's one of those memes that you see everywhere because it's Max sitting on the couch and him saying, first of all, through God, everything is possible. So <laughs> jot that down. <laughs> jot that down. Oh, very clever. I see that you left a pen on the table. Let me guess. Do you start chewing on it? <laughs> I just. <laughs> yeah. And and like one of my favorite bits of that is um, tell me I'm good. Tell me I'm good. Yeah, tell me I'm good. Tell, tell, me me good. Good. tell me I'm good. Tell me I'm good. Like, mm, things that infiltrate real life. Mm-hmm. But then my honorable mentions, I have two. And it, I moved this this one back and forth between my top three until I, like, I realized that the Burbs was an episode. Like, remember, like, oh shit, no, that has to mm-hmm. be involved. But the gang cracks the Liberty Bell is one that, again, I will sit down and watch. If it's oh. on, I'll sit down and watch it. I think that is a hilarious episode. Which is them talking about how their ancestors were the ones that were solely responsible for the Liberty Bell cracking. And they're trying to get the Patty's Pub to become a historical landmark yeah. for, you know, tax reasons. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so ridiculous across the board and them being yeah. in different costumes. And the follow-up being Sweet D has a heart attack. Also one of my favorites. Oh, okay. Because again, for Sweet D yeah. and Dennis interactions where she's trying to inject him with the Botox. And it yeah. just, like, how does it look? Not great. And like his eyes a little shut or them going to cycling class and being pissed about the music. And they're talking back and forth about how like, oh, maybe we really don't actually need to work out. And it's this like moving action shot of them leaving, being pissed, talking to one another, going to the car, not breaking eye contact, pulling out a CD, going back to the gym, putting it in the thing as the like one beginning reference of the whole scene was, oh, hey, do you have any of this musician? And the guy's like, don't worry about the music. And it spins this fight. Mm. So he actually comes in and brings the CD. Is like, here you go. You can thank me later. Like, that whole shot is just power. Yeah. Fucking good. 
I was going to say, I was I was kind of thinking like in that one-on-one direction, I was intrigued that you didn't have anything like when D is like fully beaten down and everything like that. Or like, you know. Uh, D. The, D is broken? The yeah, game breaks D, is, D? Yeah. I have that under my, our question of underrated episodes. Okay. All right. So, so again, there's like a lot of like nuances. I had in these questions. Yeah. I didn't think there would be nuances, right? But there's different layers. There's two of my favorites. Different and sets. It's mm-hmm. good. It's good. Mm-hmm. But I know you really wanted to talk about like how some seasons just have different feels, success or otherwise. What do you think would happen after 14 seasons? Yeah. I mean, gosh. I think kind of one of the overrated things I've seen is, I mean, the the running gag overall just of like uh, Charlie McDennis. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like on college level, I remember when that episode first came out and everyone was trying to make their own Charlie McDennis like game for college or you know for something like that and then the second one obviously shows the escalation of that it's like yeah that's kind of like the 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 scary side of that so don't try to like you know i don't know something like that just i was like okay i mean it's a great episode don't get me wrong but i think like i i've seen other friends that are either uh fans of always sunny or something like that they kind of put like that on the podium and i'm like but there's so much more like wittier things or so many better episodes than that one that i don't think you necessarily need to show that one first that's kind of like just a toss away episode i feel like you know and i'd agree with that i have it slated under iconic episodes mm-hmm. yeah. and i am one of those people that really wanted to play i remember God, i might have been like 22 i was turning 22 on my group of friends at the time they're still relatively new so they didn't know yeah great but well mm-hmm. enough like what do you want to do for your birthday i'm like i want our own version of charity mcdennis and they're like, we're not comfortable with that. And I told them they were cowards. But then they did make me a cake and did say, it's always sunny on Alex's birthday. So they saved there it. There you go. There you um, go. But like, I, I am dying. Because also that kind of, it's, it's the, um, the part where they're like, we're just, you have to try and break D. And she's like, oh no, one time I cried for like two weeks after this. But like in the moment, no, you're no, good. No, yeah. It's like that competition element yeah. that I, it's, it's, it's like, yeah. They throw the dart and it ends in Dennis's hand and he's just flat faced, pulls Mm-mm. it out. Yeah. It's all about the competition on that level. And Ugh. yeah, I mean, on that end, I love it. And yeah, I, I, I knocked it for like doing the charty, like friends and family wanting, or not family, just friends wanting to do a charty McDennis board game. But I was also part of that group and I was like really <laughs> eager to just looking back at it. I'm like, there's better things to do <laughs> to do but it would be a great birthday like pastime or something like that like you said like i would love to do that for a birthday are you kidding me yeah absolutely shred so, a bunch of board games and put them together let's do it a whole other side tangent would you rather play true american or charity mcdennis Oof. true american for those who don't know from new girl a drinking game as well yeah historically based i i feel like i would probably play charty versus true american just one I think there's a lot more rules, ironically enough, with New Girl than there are with Charlie McDennis. And and Charlie McDennis rewards you for cheating and not getting caught. So there's that. I think there's something about the element of, again, the iconic episodes that require a passing thought I have, right? Mm-hmm. It's so hard to get people to sit down and watch it with me because I have a hard time picking what episode to show them because I will insist that someone sit down and watch the first episode of first season and it's like one of their weakest episodes. Oh, it's so weak. I mean, but I, I have to say, though, like for you to really appreciate the true iconic episodes to like really appreciate this might sound gatekeeping. I apologize for that. Mm-hmm. But to get like that whole 
texture, the whole thing, what they're trying to portray mm-hmm. in those iconic episodes, you have to see them from the shittiest point. Because uh, I, I just season one's rough. It's season rough one season. is rough. One because I, I, again, you know, adding Frank to that combination adds a little bit more variety, and then two. I think, you know, the first season definitely has more of a grounded reality because these people are bad, but they're not terrible people just yet. They're not showing their true colors <laughs> until you start getting into like seasons two and three. And then you're like, oh, wait, no, these people are bad. <laughs> I, I just that season one, season one is all about them finding their voice, right? Yeah. Season one's in general, like Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec season one. Also not good. Yeah. But you also, like, need that for the character development. And I think I say this from a perspective of of someone who watches a lot of TV and wants to see that. For the average TV person, they just don't care, right? Right. As long as it's funny enough to keep them entertained, they don't really care about the the progression. Maybe I'm like, no, you don't understand. You'll like it Mm -hmm. so much more if you start here. Hey, Ethan. Yeah. How did you get into the show? Ooh. um, You know, when... I was looking at that. I was trying to think of exactly where it all started, but I don't think I could give you a like an exact answer or a like a conclusive answer. I think I remember like 2012, 2011 is I think when I got introduced to the show because I think at that point, geez, that was what eight years ago. They were on like season seven or something like that, and I remember just like being in a house that had cable for the first time, and they were. Or, you know, being out of college and just living out on my own outside of the dorms and, you know, just with the cable box. I remember seeing advertisement everywhere for, like, season six or seven of Always Sunny. And it was everywhere. And just, like, I was going to touch on this, too, and it kind of goes in with it. I think I got into it mainly because of the weird, like, art deco they try to do with it and everything. Like, it's all these weird, like... They always have something going on, like whether it's them in all yellow suits and looking super chipper and everything like that, or their heads in the cloud. Yeah. Any of their ad campaigns, like even the newest ones are like, you know, they've got like this like horror, 80s horror vibe going, or it's, you know, their wrestling match rink and stuff like that. Just like the way they like try to advertise it, just like sold me. I'm like, I don't know what this is. It looks weird. It definitely is. And Yeah. I think, honestly, like, one of the first episodes I probably watched was probably one that either someone said I should start with or just ended up being one of the ones that I think I do show to people. I honestly don't remember how I got into this show. It's a blur. (laughs) That's okay. I wasn't sure. I have a very distinct memory, but it's kind of an embarrassing story. Oh, dish. So... When I was a wee, wee baby freshman in undergrad, like, wee baby freshman in undergrad, mm-hmm. I thought a Craigslist hookup was a good idea. Oh. Don't tell my parents. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say it was a bad idea. I'm still alive. So yes, you're still here. Pro. It's a pro. Chill dude. Like, up until recently, I won't say recently, but when we stopped talking, it wasn't because, like, anything dramatic happened. We we had our hookup, we had our fling, we were friends for a while, and then we just stopped talking. Totally mm-hmm. just amicable thing. But he showed me It's Always Sunny. Like, that was the thing we did on the first night. Cause also, again, when I say he was super chill, he didn't press for anything. That first night, he was just like, yeah, let's just, let's just watch them Always Sunny. Cause it's just vibe. 
he, I can't remember what he referenced in the Craigslist ad, but it was like, oh, hey, if you get this, we'll get along. I'm like, well, hey, worst case, I just found a new buddy. And I, again, not wrong. He and I matched really well for media purposes. But... So I'm 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 sitting here hearing about this Craigslist and and the first thing that comes to my mind is did he say in the Craigslist ad that he liked, you know, magnets and his favorite food was milk steak? No, it wasn't Damn anything it. like that. <laughs> I, I think actually uh it was a as a quote from Wilfred cuz I just started watching that. Oh, uh, okay. And even then when Wolford came out, that wasn't necessarily a huge hit. So anyways. Two or three seasons. But yeah, we watched the first few episodes, but I remember his TV was super shitty. So like, or and or the copies he had of the show, because we definitely were watching them legally. Uh, The copies he had of the show were, like the audio was weird, like the depth was off. Mm. So it was almost like you were watching it, but the sound was coming from super far behind it. So it it was like weird mono versus stereo or something like that. Yeah, it was weird. And so like that kind of, turned me off because the sound was super bad but at some point later on i ended up rewatching those parts and i got a hold of him like oh my god that's always sounding holy shit thank <laughs> you so much for showing this to me because this is amazing thank you yeah again chill dude um he'd actually watched a bunch of horror movies together too you know every so often you Hell find yeah. like your media like twin flame yeah he was like, like kind of person for me there at the go. time but so yeah no like i have a memory a very vivid <laughs> memory of going over to the stranger's house in the middle of the night to watch it's always sunny thinking nice. yeah sure and then him being just not, yeah we watch it's always sunny there's be that person guys be that i person. just i just gotta say that's that's gotta be something along the lines of like just you know inviting a stranger over and then watching like always sunny like just the stuff like especially with like dennis in that situation <gasps> it's kind of like that could happen, like, at any point. <laughs> like, he could just turn over you, like, that's what's going to happen tonight, <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> like, if he had showed you first off the Dennis System episode. It was a Craigslist hookup. Like, yeah. I don't think either of us would have been. I think it's a great test to show somebody to see if they are cool or not. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, just in the, like, weird vibes of, like, if it was anyone outside of, like, us or something that, mm-hmm. you know, like TV and we're, you know, we're all about it, like. If you just had a normal, quote, normal person come over and you show them an episode of Always Sunny and they're like, I gotta go. <laughs> gotta go. This is nice. Uh, Appreciate bye. it. Bye. Yeah. Uh, I guess going back to talking about like seasons, right? And, mm-hmm. and the pacing. And it's interesting that you say that you like the newer stuff. I It's hit and miss for me. So like my favorite seasons, sure. when I was going through the, the episode list, my favorite mm-hmm. seasons are seasons 10 and 11. Okay. That for me is like peak. It's always sunny. Yeah. But season 12, I hate. Um, Absolutely despise. Because that's about the time that I think they were having their tension. I just say tension. This is about at the end of this season is when uh, Glenn Howard went off to do AP Bio. When Caitlin Mm -hmm. Olsen went off to do The Mick. And Charlie Mm -hmm. started writing his own sitcom. Yeah. They all kind of started doing their own projects, but continued to run It's Always Sunny. Yeah. So then the season, like, 12 into 13 is really rough because they are divided amongst all their projects, but they're still coming together to do this thing. That's true. And it seems like they kind of lose their voice, whereas, again, I don't, also don't like season one. So season 12, season one, cannot stand. But the buildup after that, up into the prime of 10 and 11, is so good. Mm. And then when you have a show that runs for 10 or 11 years, right? That's what that's saying. It's basically yep. 11 years. They they kind of wrapped up some of the stories, some of the character development, uh, and and that's bound to happen. And so they were had to find that voice again. I yeah. really did end up enjoying season fourteen. 
I, I wasn't yeah. sure. I've heard some kind of like knocks about it, but season 14 really did, I think, bring back once, hey, some of their shows didn't do so great. So they're mm-hmm. back together, like working yeah. on this, kind of brought back the passion to the show and had some good stuff to be commentating on. Like, they don't really try to be, like, SNL. SNL's always talking about, like, the hottest thing, Mm -hmm. controversy-wise. They're like, here's this kind of topic that will apply still for a while. They kind of, like, either, you know, are talking on a conversation or or they're talking on the topic, you know, a few years after the fact. Or, like, when it's resurfacing again. Mm -hmm. So, like, we talk, like, you know, global warming and, you know, climate change and even just, like, the gas or, like, other, like you know satire things they they hit on like you know pro-choice versus pro-life a lot like throughout it's a because it's a running situation but yeah i i agree with that like especially like this uh season 14 i think did really well i think actually like the the weakest episodes of that season were like their last two or three honestly because i did not like the last episode how they ended season 14 i just wasn't vibing with it oh okay we can talk about that yeah again iconic episodes right yeah i I went around on facebook it's the contemporary dance scene that mac does oh no uh, that's that's season 13 i'm talking about yeah that's 13 i'm talking about season 14 where they're doing the laser tag oh okay again interesting yeah because it was basically a canned episode for the laser tag right Mm Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was like they were just in the one area canned and it was this whole progression like they were going to make this final stand against this one guy and he's climbing the ranks or something like that dennis and charlie are at the home base and they're sending out mac and d and frank to do their own thing and dennis is kind of the mastermind and I understand kind of what they were going for in like that episode and they were I think it was kind of actually alluding to like all their other projects and everything like that mm. or you know changes going on because they're like we want to keep things the same but things can't ever always be the same and stuff like that. I just I I just didn't vibe with it when and maybe I need to go back and watch it but I was just like I I didn't it didn't gel with me that episode I- specifically. I think it's also supposed to be a reference to a show. Yeah. Well, it, does have, it does have a very different vibe than mm-hmm. the rest of the the, the show. Yeah. Or like the, I say show as a whole. Mm-hmm. Every now and again, they Waiting have for... episodes. Like, it seems yeah. just a little too deep. And you're, it's like, whoa, whoa, mm-hmm. weird vibe. What? <laughs> and it just seemed like a strange episode for, like, to be, like, the last one. Oh, yeah. Waiting for Big Mo. That's what the episode is called. While you're looking that up, though. Yes, I, I think in regards to Iconic... You know, Mac finds his pride. The dancing episode. I think that was probably one of the best episodes of that season they had for season thirteen because everything else kind of didn't vibe as much for me, minus like maybe the Super Bowl episodes. But I think again, you're right. That's that's kind of like one of those more iconic ones because it actually made some poignant points about gay pride and culture. I think especially. So. You mentioned earlier that we had some episodes, or for you, it's easier to pick episodes that you don't like versus episodes you do like. And meanwhile, for myself, it really was the opposite. I I like a lot of the episodes, and I really only had two episodes I considered overrated. Mm-hmm. And so the first one was The Gang Goes to Jersey Shore. Yeah. I know it's listed as iconic because of Rumham. Yeah. I think Rumham's Rumham's probably one of the very first (laughs) memefied parts of it. But the episode as a whole kind of bores me. Yeah, I agree. Like... With that, I mean, with the Jersey Shore episode, the Dean Dennis kind of sideline kind of fell flat for me. I know they're going back to their, you know, vacation spot as kids, and it's just terrible. You know, they're having the worst experience. Charlie's having a great time. The waitress <laughs> is on LSD the entire time, so, like, they, they hang out together. 
And, you know, Mac and Frank end up, you know, partying on a boat and having a great time. And mm-hmm. yeah, you know, there's there's stuff with that. But I think it's a prime filler episode. Yeah. Like a prime example of it. Can I say this about it, though? I can't remember the artist's name, but, you know, they use the song Vacation, All I Ever Wanted in that. Mm-hmm. That drew me back also. And I think this kind of shows like... <laughs> So this this shows where I am on the age gap that when this episode came out and what I remember from my childhood, there was a Rugrats episode that used vacation when they went to Las Vegas. And so I was living in two separate times, like hearing that song. I thought of Rugrats, and then I was also watching Always Sunny while they're eating a rum ham and and Mac is taking steroids. (laughs) Oh, just like a whole other tangent of like mm-hmm. other episodes I don't like. I don't like Lethal Weapon 6. I mean, oh, I get that. I'm trying to remember what Lethal Weapons are which because I thought they had like three or four different ones. I think they have two, two. question mark. I saw yeah. this someone who really likes the show mm-hmm. because of the Lethal Weapon ones I pretty much check out. Sure. Even when I do my rewatch, it's usually like background information. Mm-hmm. I think they do a good job of making it really uncomfortable. I like the overarching storyline they have for like those three episodes of mm-hmm. Dean working at the school and like they're kind of separating out and branching out from like, I think that was really refreshing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that episode in particular is hard. I think because of uh, the blackface that was happening. But Ethan, do you want to share? what like hulu's doing oh yeah i think before we started recording i talked about because i was going back and watching a few episodes is like hey wait a minute why does this season only have nine episodes instead of ten and like in the last season there was a episode called d-day and then i looked up hulu along with a lot of other uh, like network platform shows or streaming platforms because of black lives matter and everything they have definitely removed a lot of episodes from certain shows because of the use of either blackface or, you know, racial insensitivities and stuff like that. So funny enough with Always Sunny, there's quite a few episodes where they have stuff like that. So uh, example, the Lethal Weapon ones, they do quite a bit of blackface because Mac and Dennis are switching between the the Murtaugh role. And then, and then D is also in blackface as a daughter and Obviously, like, the first Lethal Weapon, they have a kid in a high school that watches this, gets impressionable, and then does blackface. Which kind of goes to show you, like, they, they try to show the lesson of, like, hey, this isn't cool in that end. But it still falls flat, and so they removed that. D, in a, as, like, a long-running gag, has had very racially insensitive caricatures that she's done, or impressions. She's had... She's... I'm not going to go into it. You can look it up, but she's had a lot of those for sure. Irish, Asian, everything like that. It's rough. (laughs) It is rough. I think that's like also their point, which Mm -hmm. doesn't, you know, intent versus impact, right? We have to definitely take that in consideration. And the thing that you and I were discussing off air too, is like, well, it's interesting because they're definitely not teaching in a light of, isn't this cool? Isn't blackface fun? Mm -hmm. We should be, as white people, be allowed to do this to make our silly fan Fan-made movies. No, that is not their intent whatsoever. Their intent is to make you as uncomfortable as possible with these horrible impersonations and these horrible stereotypes that these group of horrible people think are okay. Like, the whole message there is, like, if you're like this, you look like a dumbass. Yeah. Straight up. Like we said in this entire, like, throughout this entire episode, these people are terrible. They are not good people. These are not people you should aspire to. And yeah. So do you have any like okay, what are like episodes that you don't like? I'm kind of going through them all. I know what they're doing with it, but I'm not a big fan of their ski lodge episode. Ooh, okay. 
okay. I mean, okay. that I get it. They're going for that classic like eighties, you know, um, Snow Patrol, um, you know, Cool Runnings better type. Off dead. Better off dead. You know, they're doing yeah the sports motif where the Dennis is the hot shot, you know, thing, and and Charlie's the one skiing and racing, and then it's you know for <laughs> you know the betterment of the you know the ski lodge and stuff like that. That one kind of falls flat for me. I'm trying to think of the other ones. I'm I always like to go back and like you know sift through all of them who pooped in the bed isn't a strong one for me it's funny but i'm just like eh you know that that one just is meh for me so i don't know those are kind of like the overrated ones for me i think specifically so it's nowhere near a favorite Mm -hmm. but i do enjoy who pooped in the bed because it has my favorite side character Ethan, when you ask me, like, who's your, like, favorite hated or just, like, side character in general yeah. of the show. Yeah, outside of the I group. I fucking love Artemis. Oh. I, every time she's in an episode, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a good episode. I forgot. Even if it's just for a hot minute. <laughs> yeah. Artemis is, is a, such a good character. She is this on-again, off-again fling of Franks. Mm-hmm. And she is this confident, knows what she fucking wants, kind of actually normal compared to everyone else. Yeah. But she just kind of blends in pretty well. She's like down for the shenanigans. And I, like at some point, like, what is it, her, her aunt or someone dies. Yeah. And so they're doing the Jewish tradition of Shiva, mm-hmm. right? Question mark. It's, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. And Frank comes to it super drunk and high. And... It's her, like, trying to, like, oh, I'm so glad that you came. Like, and it's, like, this really normal person that they're interacting with. And I'd argue it's, like, one of the more normal people. Mm-hmm. Like, her and Waitress, right? And they're completely different spectrums. And although Waitress, oh, they all have their own fucking problems. Mm-hmm. But Waitress wants nothing to do with it. Yeah. Artemis is down to clown. Mm-hmm. She's, she's like, I'll, I'll be a part of this gang whenever they want me. Yeah, absolutely. But also doesn't have to make it a part of, like, her life. She's not there for, like, the drama. She's just like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. Yeah, the one time that Frank and I were banging in the Wendy's dumpster. Like, she's a freak. I also remember her in, like, the episode where they're trying to figure out who got de-pregnant. Like, the Halloween episode. She's part yes. of that, too, and everything. Yeah. Artemis is, like, a, a a great side character. And I guess, I don't know, did you have any other overrated episodes? or? Oh, no, that was it for me. Okay. Because, again, I, 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 for the most part, really enjoy the show. Yeah. So there's very few that I skip over or want to listen to sure. watch. Well, I, I was just going to suggest we segue to it then, like, in regards, because I asked you the question of, like, what's your either favorite hated or sympathized mm-hmm. character outside of the gang? You kind of obviously gave us Artemis, but I think... I think I can speak for a lot of people in the sense, like, one of the most used outside characters is obviously Cricket. (laughs) Fucking Cricket. Cricket is, like, (gasps) probably the best and worst of the gang in Mm. in Incarnate. (laughs) Just in general. Because he's an example of the karma that doesn't happen to the gang just gets impacted on on Cricket, unfortunately. He gets the brunt of everything. Do you have a favorite cricket episode? Uh, so, I actually really enjoy like the latest one they did, where it's literally just a cricket episode, and he's trying to get his life with back. the dog. Yeah, with like the the oh! PCP. <laughs> just like it's normal at first, but then it's just that like trace flashback of everything. Oh god! That and I also really enjoy like you know it's it's in the first like couple seasons where you know. 
the gang's about to get whacked or something like that, and so they sacrifice Cricket for that, you know, stuff like that. My favorite has to be Little Beauties, when he comes mm. out with the fucking magic mic, Matthew McConaughey, like, the stripper vest and everything. Oh my god. Yeah. But as a whole, I again, I really like that early half of, of the show, where they don't use him so often, or, like, the when they bring him up, because he's, at this point, used to be a priest. Yeah. And it was madly in love with Sweet D. And then they ruined him. They mm-hmm. broke the man. Yeah. And he became a drug addict. He's homeless. And, like, every time you see him, something worse has happened. And mm-hmm. it's, it's some haha goofy story about, like, how he has to have sex for money. Or, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, he has blind in one eye because of a fight that he had over food. Like, yeah. and you have to remember, it's, like, their fault. And they're just like, oh, Cricket, that sucks. Can you do this thing for us? Like, yeah. I think it hits a point of uncomfortability for me to, which is their point, mm-hmm. but also like overuse. Like, okay, yeah. I get it. At a certain I point, I think obviously like in back before I said, you know, in regards to like back half or like the latest newest seasons, I put that in my brain as being anything like past like season four, technically. <laughs> so cause I'm like, oh, right. That would be in like the last seven seasons or the back half or something. No, I, I just mm-hmm. like mean like, after the like third or fourth season, everything past that I've enjoyed a lot more. <laughs> so times a construct, right? Yeah, like, they all yeah. Just blend together. It just all blends together. But obviously, yeah, cricket kind of comes into the show like you know, bright eyed, and then they sh- he shows up like a season later, and he's a bum, and then they use him like for you know to you know appease the mafia. It's like oh, it's his fault, so they break his legs. And then he shows up later and they use him in their wrestling match and he gets his like freaking throat like cut and everything. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff that happens to it. And then finally, I think like in the last few seasons, they're just like, you know what? He's just there. We're not going to do anything bad to him. He's gone through it enough already. But like the last thing that happened to him was he was caught in an apartment fire that they started and just walked away from. And they're like, and I just love that's a good gag too because he's like, I was at your house for Thanksgiving and you, and your house, like your apartment burned down. You weren't there for that. Y- yes, I was. You wanted to like squash the beef, like us and a whole bunch of people. It's like, no, you weren't. You weren't there for that. No, no, no. Anyways, uh, we need you to get Psycho Peak back on track. <laughs> just like they're totally yeah, 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 yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but yeah, there's so many side characters in this show. You have obviously the waitress. Is another big one, Artemis. You mentioned her. We have, you know, the parents of Mac and Dennis and Charlie. They all play a key role at some point or another in progression of the show. The McPoyles. The McPoyles. The pond. Let's talk po- about Leah McPoyle <laughs> oh. and how my crush on Jimmy Simpson is challenged, but not changed, <laughs> with uh, Leah McPoyle. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's his voice yeah and like that that confidence that character has i'm like fuck can i just say when i watched westworld and he was in it i was like oh god <laughs> he's gonna lose an eye by the end of the show isn't he oh my god <laughs> i went through the imdb for him he's been in like 71 movies yeah he's he's a great actor and and of course now i can't remember which over one but like whatever he first one of his first appearances like, i happened to catch with a kid like I've just, I've enjoyed everything he's been in that I've seen. Yeah. And I just, it's, it's, the McPoyles in general. They're interesting characters. <gasps> They're weird. Yeah. And like, that's saying something when you have this cast of characters of people who are already weird and mean, and then you have these guys that are mm, zestuous. Um, mm-hmm. 
uh, just kind of creepy in general, but like they're owning it. It's yeah. this weird mix of, of them being weird, but also not being afraid of their weirdness. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, he's been in a lot of stuff. I remember mm-hmm. him specifically from uh, before I obviously got into Always Sunny. He was in a few episodes of Psych and he mm-hmm. was a character in that. And that's what I remember him from. So when I saw the the cross or, you know, the cross between and stuff like that. And he yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. Twenty four. My name is Earl. Damn, he's been in a lot of stuff. So probably was my name is Earl because my family and I used to love. Yeah, that show, he was in a I'm little House of Cards. Um, he was in like Breakout Kings. Yeah, he's obviously. And what... Stay Alive. Stay, Stay Alive was like one of the very first horror movies I really oh, loved. Oh, okay. Oh, damn. And that was the first thing I remember seeing him in. And that's when I developed my crush nice. on Jimmy Simpson. Ah, dip. He's also in a in an episode of uh, the new Twilight Zone series that we already talked oh, about. Nice. Yeah, and obviously I mentioned he's in Westworld and stuff like that too. So he's in this comedy, Knights of Badastum. Yeah, I remember that movie. I forgot. So Knights of Badastum came out about the same time that Unicorn City did, and there were these independent movies that were focusing on LARP mm-hmm. and live action role playing for those. Peter Dinklage was also in that too. Yeah, and Knights of Badastum. <sighs> I'd like it for like the first two thirds, and yeah. then the ending kind of loses. Yeah, me. it kind of. They lost their own plot, but if you are a nerd, you are gonna know people who are like this, and it is very interesting. Oh, and Summer Glau's in it, so that's yeah. Sell it. Yep, there, done. Boom. But yeah, so and then we have the Ponderosas. Ponderosas, right? God. Maureen and Maureen and Bill. Bill, Bill Ponderosa. Bill Ponderosa. Holy he shit. is. He's also like. Another level of chaos to that show. <laughs> Just shit. Go- like, I think he's the only one that's like indirectly affected or even directly affected the gang outside of themselves. Like, he's the one that laces like LSD and the milk at the wedding, and he's the one that gets them set to trial and everything like that. He's his own chaos outside of it. He doesn't do scams. He just. Gets the people involved in other shit. <laughs> Which, I mean, wouldn't have happened if D and the gang hadn't corrupted him to begin with. So Because he was on the straight and narrow. Yeah. And then they came along. And that's like a kind of a reoccurring theme. You have these good people that get sucked into the vortex. That is them. And then they have a horrible blowout. And then they're like, how oh, is this our fault? This is, mm-hmm. no. Oh, we, we, we didn't do that. Yes, we did. No, we didn't. Like, it's very, I don't know. It's, it's a good commentary on knowing what the fuck you do yeah. to people. I think another good example of a character for that is the lawyer throughout the series. <laughs> like, he was out of it. Like, he, like I mentioned, the Kitman's episode, he gets the <laughs> money back, he gets a restraining order from, but he can't stay away. He has to go and poke and prod it, and then he gets fucked over even worse, and, like, gets injured and all sorts of stuff, and, and almost nearly dies. <laughs> like... He was out, man, but he had to go back <laughs> and just poke the bear. Do you have a favorite like side character? I know I talked a bunch about him, but do oh you man, have one that I mean, out? you're not really like a favorite person. I feel like yeah, but I, I just love I just love when they do shit together. So like, I don't yeah, I asked that question knowing I was gonna be the vague answer. Like, oh maybe the Ponderosas or the McPoyles. they're all good, interesting people. Um, I mean, I I do love the waitress. I also love that like. This entire, like, show is, you know, kind of got, like, a family group casting, you know. You got Rob McElroy and 
Caitlin Olsen. They're both married. Then you have the waitress and Charlie who are actually both married. So you got these married couples in this like big family friend group dynamic that makes the show together. And I think that obviously goes through the show a lot more too to make it a lot better. And like you said, the seasons when they're off doing their own side projects and everything is when they suffer the most because they're not working together as much on it anymore. And even on the later seasons, they're still doing the show, but like we don't see like I was just rewatching the Super Bowl episodes and Dennis is not in those ones. They get away with it because they poise it as a year earlier, which is when mm-hmm. Dennis was missing or went back to North Dakota. But mm-hmm. but he's not there because they say he's there or something like that. He's driving or, or, or like he's driving the gay parade float or something like that. And he decides yeah. not to. But he's not there because he's off doing like AP Bio or some other project. And they have those episodes where they only use part of the group versus having everyone involved. And, and in a way, it reminds me of Arrested Development, that season five or four, whatever it was, where they couldn't get everybody to do yeah. it so they have to get the best of the stories they could without having the full cast there yeah it's just it's rough yeah um, and i say that in a way too of i it's disappointing that their shows didn't do better mm-hmm. to this day i still think that the mick is the only one that deserved to continue i did not like charlie's sitcom i didn't like ap bio i don't even know what charlie's sitcom was i enjoy ap bio it's getting a third season on the nbc universal thing so we'll see how mm-hmm. that goes I like a lot of the characters that are involved with that show. So, or I thought AP Bio got canned. It got canned, but NBC picked it up for uh, for their streaming only platform. Uh, so it's still canned. Still canned. Oh, it's mean. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, but it got canned, and then like, oh, we're doing a season three. And I know me and my old roommate Chris are actually pretty excited for that because we enjoyed AP Bio. I'm glad you did. Yeah. I'm just butthurt that the Mick got canned when it's so much more clever. <laughs> no, it was great. I did really enjoy the Mick, too. I was watching uh, that when you guys were doing the review on it, and I loved it. And I, yeah, I unfortunately don't know anything about the one sitcom that Charlie had. God, I think it was called The Cool Kids or something. He was writing it. He, uh, it, it was very much like classic sitcom, right? Where mm. the, the studio stage and like the lighting and everything. Yeah. And it was about people in a retirement home, like old Oh, I do remember that. I caught like the first two episodes and I was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, I was like, again, it was very purposely campy, but I didn't like it. You know what's really interesting about that? This is Hmm. continuing the tangent. The Mick was on Fox. Mm -hmm. AP Bio was on NBC. And I think that Charlie, the cool kids one, I think that was on ABC or Fox. And it's weird that they were on like three separate networks with those shows, kind of like doing their thing they could like no network was like no we want you guys all to come yeah and i think if they did that it probably would have been better and rob's just over here like now i'm gonna stay with fx and and keep doing always sunny you know (laughs) got all this stuff going on stick with what i know (laughs) i also really like glenn howard and fargo yeah yeah he was good in that that's a good if you guys haven't watched fargo go watch fargo do yourself a flavor but that's like a huge, I guess, tangent to like their other projects, I yeah. guess. But Rob McElroy does have one going through like Apple TV right now. He's got like this weird kind of, I th- I want to say it's almost kind of like Silicon Valley-esque, except it's in the video game world. And he's like this, you know, obviously neurotic game developer, company owner, and he's trying to put out a game and everything like that. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah. It looks like I forgot to mention an iconic episode, Ethan. Oh, what did you forget? The gang dines out. Mmm. 
again, a choice one that probably would, would make my rounds and like showing mm-hmm. friends who are having a bad day. And that's actually one, if anything, that's probably the episode I would show somebody who has never seen It's Always Sunny. Oh, interesting. Okay. Again, it's canned for the most part, yep. right? Mm-hmm. It displays the characters without a lot of the overwhelmingness of the show. True. Fair. And I feel like you get you can understand the dynamics that are happening mm-hmm. without the background, right? I think that's some like key component you can look at is like if you can find a good episode where the gang is technically out of their element, they're not actually in the bar, they're out somewhere else. And if it is a canned episode outside their environment, it allows them to like express that without you know, having the the crutch of, like, everything else surrounding them or something like that, so they have to stand on their own feet. Bottle episode, in the sense that it's in the same environment and never leaves the one location. So yeah, the one episode we haven't talked about, let's fucking talk about Pepe Sylvia. Oh god, yes. If if there's anything, a top iconic shit, besides Nightman Cometh, right? Yep. Gotta pay the toll to get in that boy's hole. This hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nightman, like, okay, Nightman Cometh. Yes, 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 yes. I just, you, everyone knows the fucking Nightman Cometh. I also think, meme-wise, you have, I don't know enough about stars to dispute this. Like, that was also another big meme. But Pepe Sylvia is fucking constant. There is no... I use that, I use the Charlie Conspiracy gif <laughs> any chance I can. Like, and I'm sure I've used it on you multiple times. <laughs> I even used it, I literally just used it for... I was about to use it for when I went and saw Tenet, and I was going to like be like, oh god, I need to use this. And I was like, wait, no, I have used this too much, so I found like an aluminum foil hat one instead. I was like, gotta mix it up a little bit, you know? I, I had a character uh, character aspect based off that scene. I have, I have Belle, who is supposed to be this really uptight person, and the second that she really gets into anything that's like knowledge off the beaten path, she can go into a conspiracy theorist real quick, and she'll spiral until she can find like the actual facts. And so it is just 100%. Carol! Carol! And then the theories behind it that Pepe Sylvia is actually Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. <laughs> because Charlie is illiterate. <laughs> Charlie, not only... Do all these people work here? But they have been asking for their mail. We're gonna get Non-stop. fired. Oh, don't worry. We got our pink slips and I send them off to Timbuktu. <laughs> mm, bow, bow. Which again, like, mm. I think it's like I love about the episode, the mm, bow, bow. It's because I fucking love mm. Ferris Bueller. So like mm-hmm. that song, popular because of that movie. Yeah. Mm. Their use of music in this is great. And whenever I do hear the overall just like theme, the bum 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 it's just it's just perfect because they had just default like, you know, garage band tunes that they use and it just made it this. Well and, and, and the amazing. intro is just Charlie footage from a cell phone of them driving around Philadelphia. Yeah. It's amazing. It's great. And they've never they, changed they it. have no, they've always had their own stuff in there and it's great. Like I'm going to go back to the music for a moment because I think it's great. And we talked about the Wade Boggs episode, but we have the, the Hall of the Mountain King playing while Dennis is doing this eerie, like, you know, Sherlock Holmes deductive reasoning. And it's just like you get to that climax like, oh, he a creep. And he's like, I will attack. <laughs> and you're like, no, it's so awkward. <laughs> Did you have, like, any other iconic episodes that, like, really jumped out at you that, like, defines the the meaning of the show? Or, like, when people think of Always Sunny. 
I don't think so. I was trying to remember specifically what that episode was with Pepe Sylvia and everything. Isn't that um like, is that the same one where Dee and Dennis go on welfare? Mm, oh, I don't think so. I was trying to think because I, I mean, that's another iconic one. I think yes. that might be one episode that I actually use to introduce people to the show is them going on welfare. Is Dee and Dennis going on welfare? So it's like, you know, fresh into Frank being part of the group. He establishes he owns the bar, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's him running with everyone else in the gang and Dee and Dennis having their own interaction on the side. And it shows how terrible of people they are and what they do. Like that shows their kind of their beginning of their schemes and, and plots and everything and their con schemes. We got to get on welfare. We just got to become crack addicts. <laughs> a little bit of heroin <laughs> one of my favorite questions that you asked me then oh yeah go for it was what were things that you have adopted into your life oh, yeah and indoctrinated I, <laughs> I appreciate this because it shows an understanding in our friendship that you know i'm the world's shittiest kenku this is a bird race in D D that just will regurgitate stuff in the perfect imitation um mm. and i just i pick up quotes and i use them at really inappropriate time for like most time people don't get it and it's fine i'm used to it at this point but I was starting to write them down, and there's a lot, my friend. There's a lot yeah. that I use. <laughs> I mean, you and I are, like, in the same hat of that nature, too. Because, example, not outside of this show, because I'll talk about those in a moment. But example, I watched all of Death Note and read all of Death Note, and I literally ate apples for, like, 24 days immediately afterwards. Like, I, I literally was obsessed with apples because of Death Note, so. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, Sitting like L. Uh-huh. That was yep, a thing. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Eating sweets, carrying, dangling things, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. But that's a different show. As for Always Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I feel like we should do this like big asterisk, right? Because we talked about how horrible these people are. And for us to be like, haha, we've adopted qualities. <sighs> I don't want to say that we've adopted qualities. It's that we've adopted jokes, mannerisms. Mm-hmm. That again, if you don't know, sound really bad. I think like a prime example is the implication. The implication, yeah. Right. Uh, I'm in a psychology degree program. The implication, that term, that phrase comes up more a often lot. than you think. So yeah. then my teachers are like, so the implication of this, and I'm like, <laughs> the implication. Because of the implication. <laughs> Just like writing my notes. And it's about dark stuff, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's the implication that they're out in the water. Mm -hmm. They have no escape. So I guess the first kind of level we have is just, like, obviously quotes and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Obviously, like, if I ever hear anything about, like, a placebo effect anymore, I'm always like, oh, yes, I believe I have the placebo effect. <laughs> or I think one of the other ones that I use a lot in just conversation, like, when we're talking about, like, some awkward stuff or stuff we're not comfortable, like, realizing is, like, the quarantine episode, like, huh. Well, what do we do with this information? Oh, the same you do with any other information. You just bottle it down deep, deep and dark until you forget about it. <laughs> huh. One of mine, and it, again, I feel like this is one that usually gets over people's heads, is just calling people bastard men. Yeah. Because Dennis is a bastard man. Dennis is a bastard man. He's a bastard man. man. Ugh, Dennis is a bastard man. And so, yeah, that I'll just refer spiked. to people like, you bastard man. And they're like... What? I'm like, you do not watch enough TV, my friend, mm -hmm. for this one singular reference. Yes. Or, uh, oh, I just had it, too. I just had another one. I mean, we obviously already talked about it. Like, did you fuck my mom? <laughs> did you fuck my mom? I wouldn't say that's uh, one that I quote very often, but yeah, fuck is a good bit. But it brings up, yeah, 
there's one that I know you and I probably like relay to each other back and forth, like, and I'm I'm just spacing on it. Goddamn bitch. Yeah, that's like that, goddamn that, bitch. <laughs> that's it. That's it. It's like <laughs> goddamn bitch. <laughs> Ethan is such a good friend, y'all. Ethan is such a good friend. Like, six months ago, I'm like, all I want is a super cut of people saying, D, you goddamn bitch. Bitch. You bitch, you goddamn bitch. Because I don't know what it is about their delivery that's, like, rushed, frustrated mm. D, emotion. D, you bitch. You bitch. And it just, it kills me. I think partly because it goes, like, she's unfazed. Yeah. Which, don't, don't harass your friends. But, like, mm. <laughs> I'm probably harassed. Don't bully your friends. But like it's just it's it's rushed. It's the second nature. It's almost like breathing. I'm like, but I've looked on YouTube before and I can't find it. Like thirty seconds later, Ethan had it sent to me. Yeah, and... I found it and I sent it off. Can we just talk about like the stuff outside of it? You and I, when we were doing uh, Fog, we actually created uh, always sunny memes using our characters' names over the top of it. Good. <laughs> That's another thing I love about Always Sunny is just taking out of context Always Sunny. And using it for memes or for characters. And it's perfect. So, hey, if you guys want to make some uh, It's Always Sunny memes and put our names over top of characters, do it. Do it. Do we it. want to see those. Do it. I actually had a... I'm relocating offices at work right now. And I, I was... Fuck, I thought you were about to say you were getting ready to move. Like, oh, we no. We just talked about this. We season. just about this. No, I'm not moving. <laughs> I'm moving work locations, not houses. I promise. I keep thinking... Ethan's moving for no reason <laughs> at all. <laughs> You've moved more than the last two years than I have. <laughs> I'm sorry, keep talking. You're relocating. No, you're good. I'm relocating jobs, but I was going through like my Google Drive folders and everything, making sure I have everything I needed printed off right. And I found a couple from work that I did for Always Sunny and the ones I also did for Fox. So I saved those, made sure those were saved in the drive. Oh, and good. I think there were some good ones like, I think I created one for, like, every person I worked with except me because I didn't know what some good ones would be. And I, I don't know. I guess I'm too perfect, guys, to have my own. So there's your challenge. Make some good, uh, based off of what you know from me from this podcast or anything else in my life, feel free to make some always sunny memes without a context thing. It's like, yeah, that's Ethan in a bottle right there. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know. I almost want to make a contest out of it. Like, spur of yeah. the moment. Like, just right now, I... <sighs> Because I'm sure we can find a Patty's Pub shirt. Oh, yeah. So, like I said, Charlie is like one of my favorite characters. This was also a thing when I was living in my fraternity house. I, <laughs> I funny enough, got drunk enough. And people were like, I, I, was having a, I was having a sore throat day. So my voice was really scratchy. And so I was yelling and they're like, oh, my God, you sound exactly like Charlie Day. And so I went around that entire night just yelling, does your cat make too much noise? <laughs> Try getting mittens. I don't hear a thing. <laughs> and that's probably going to sound a whole lot worse on the audio than it actually sounds in my head. Because I feel like I nailed it. <laughs> Which is perfect for Always Sunny. <laughs> so I'm going to throw down the gauntlet, Ethan. I'm just going to do it. Okay. We will pick a winner two weeks after this episode's released. We yeah. don't know when this is releasing. We do. It's just it's locked away somewhere. And I can't, don't want to look it up. But two <laughs> weeks after this is released, everyone who submits, you can tweet us. You can submit it on our Discord. You can email it to us at firstandfriends at Gmail. Just send us. You know what we mean. Out of context. It's always sunny. And try to like name characters via Ethan and myself. I think obviously Alex and I have to lead by exam. When this episode first gets released, we'll, we'll post one of each of ourselves. I'll do one for examples. Alex. Alex will do one for me. 
and and yeah so so i will i I don't even know what where it is i will but i will pick a shirt that's a patty's pub shirt and i will send it to you as a as as a giveaway reward for interacting with us and making memes of us please hell yeah (laughs) and i'll find i'll find something charlie-esque hidden away maybe i'll get you some uh used denim (laughs) used denim (laughs) i'll cut my shorts or cut my jeans so you can have more room to bend I'm going to send you some boiled denim so you can have it to wear to, you know, make sure it's nice and soft and, and malleable. I'll send you a worm hat. <laughs> worm hat. See, now we're getting to the point where we're just devolving into the quotes. It's <laughs> I just, D, like the little finger. I wasn't sure if it was a hat of worms, worms or a hat or for your worm, your worm. Like doing the finger wiggle. Oh, no, worm hat. Oh, worm hat. <laughs> Um, so, God, what so other things do I quote here? I think, so yeah, Goddamn Bitch is probably a, a yeah. regular daily occurrence mm-hmm. for me, whether it's video games or mm-hmm. just being frustrated. It's just calling someone or an object, you goddamn bitch. Mm-hmm. Wildcard does also come up a lot my, in my book. Yeah. Just, it's something wild off the card, wall. baby. No one likes a wild card, Charlie. Like, <laughs> it's back and back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I do have another one that I have incorporated. I did have... Again, we're just going on the the alcohol train right now. But I did have a party where we did do wine in a can. <laughs> At one point in time, we we literally had wine in cans. We had a we had a thing of boxed wine, and then we didn't have solo cups. We only had like you ha- you had to drink a like a diet coke or something, and then you had to use your coke can as your uh. your wine glass. So oh. you know, classic. Classic. Classic Always Sunny. <laughs> Got real weird with it. I have to think, I think most of the stuff that I've incorporated are quotes, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to think of physical things, because like the other two quotes I have is, make, gotta make it pop, gotta make it sexy. Sexy. You nev- <laughs> you've never made a rum ham? Never made a rum ham. The other one that comes up is, again, it's from the gang Cracks Liberty Bell, mm-hmm. is the dandies going, yes! Yes! I, I, mm-hmm. I just want to get excited, mostly. Um, it, it, it gets it hits good. <laughs> but, like, I'm trying to think as far as... Oh, I got one. And again, it's embarrassing. Are you ready for this, Ethan? Yes, give it to me. When Alex is nervous, she has a set of behaviors that can occur. One of which can be... I start the inflatable man dance that D does. Because <laughs> I, too, am gangly and long. And so it's uh, it's impressive. And it's just a lot of fun. It also kind of helps me release some of that energy. Mm-hmm. It's not like just in the middle of a grocery store where I do it. Mm, that's a lie. I have done that. But <laughs> I do a lot of stupid shit for dares. Or because I think people think I won't do it. So I got to do it. Yep. I get that from my dad. Like one time he started a gummy bear at a Christmas party just because a, a vodka soaked gummy bear because he did. Someone said that he couldn't do it. So he's like, watch this shit. <laughs> watch this shit. But yeah, no. So like, that's a big thing is this very one, one minute thing from episode I'll do. But it's 100% like based off that yep i've totally come out of a you know leather couch absolutely naked sweating and, and dying obviously. i've totally i've obviously done that if you haven't you haven't lived fuck i can't remember what i talked about was it here or was it talking about my stream about how i get drunk and i get scared by being locked in the bathroom because of that episode of, of it's always sunny i don't think that was here it was probably on your stream or something like that okay because it's it's the tailgating episode and frank talks about how he gets he does not like doing drugs 
and drinking because it makes what he feels like he's going to go into the bathroom. He's going to get locked in there and he's going to get like sucked down the toilet and get stuck. It's not that far. I don't get the toilet part mm-hmm. of it, but public bathrooms, uh, bathroom, like just locking the bathroom door. Mm-hmm. And then I drunk me is like, oh no, oh what no, if I'm stuck in here forever, <laughs> and like I really freak out. <laughs> and I never had that thought until I watched that episode of It's Always Sunny. Oh, also, I don't know if you've been doing this lately. Obviously, with you know how things are this year, but okay. whenever I put on Purell or sanitizer, I just mumble <laughs> to myself, "I just want to be pure." I just want to be pure. Be pure. <laughs> I haven't gotten to the point where I've shaved everything off yet. Obviously, <laughs> thank God, but. You know, just when everyone's like, you got to have as much sanitizer and everything. That was the meme that was running around everywhere is just a, a snail trail of Frank, you know, being pure. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Ethan, I listened to our latest episode that came out and we're like, ha ha, when COVID's over, because we were yeah. so, so pure yeah. and so and helpful I, back in the spring. Yeah, I, re- <sighs> I heard that. I was like, <laughs> when it's over in November, maybe. I just sobbed in my hand. I was like, I, I feel like you can hear my voice a little bit. Like, this shit's going to go on for a while, but we're hopeful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. <sighs> little did we know. But I'm trying to think. Okay, so other other things that I've adopted from It's Always Sunny, because clearly I've, we've been watching it for a while. Oh, I'm a Golden God. When, yeah. you know, prime manic episodes, or I'm really mad. Just yeah. Like, refer to myself as a golden god. Although I did like the episode here, like what must have been season 14, where D gets the speech. Yeah. She's like, I am a golden, golden god. It's just like, 14 seasons, but we got yes. there. I love it. We got to see the flip and see that moment where they're like, oh yeah, they are siblings. Mm-hmm. Episodes where we remember, like, oh yeah, no, they're super related. Mm-hmm. Choice. Yeah. Shift they, choice. yeah, I think that's the thing is like they don't play on that a whole lot in the later seasons because, you know, I always thought that was weird, and maybe that's, like, when I first got into the show. I didn't think Frank was related to them at all, because it was, a, like, a later season episode I think I saw at one point in time. And it's like, why is Frank being so chill? And then, like, I saw an episode, wait, I was like, wait, he's their dad? Like, how how are they have this casual conversation? And then as the show progresses, I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. What's the episode where they keep playing Frank? And it's just, like, this bucket of blood that they keep getting from him to test it oh that's like that's like the beginning of either the third season or like the end of the second season like when you know the dad's trying to get connected with them or something like that we gotta do it again and it's like, and they just put it in a grocery bag yeah it's just like oh no you're around all pale and tired i don't know it's a really good thing oh goodness Oh, shit. I. Yeah, I mean, I guess in that sense, oh, thank God we haven't incorporated more stuff into our lives than this. Mm-hmm. I could joke and say, I'm only fat because Mac got fat or something like that. <laughs> but that's not true. <laughs> I also think, like, okay, maybe we can talk all day about how good it is. I think there's a quote from um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I only got vaguely transphobic until or didn't get vaguely transphobic until the end because there's an episode and like the story arc with mac and carmen yeah and i was thinking about that too early, like mm-hmm. oh that doesn't it's not a good it's not a good episode no but, and then when i say that it's because like uh it's, it's a hard message to discuss mm-hmm. and i think they did it the best way they could at the time for the most part yeah and the sense that, like, Carmen is straight up like, nope, this is who I am. I don't want to hide. This is, 
I, I want to be with you. You're the one being weird about this. And mm-hmm. you definitely get the vibe that Max the one being a dick. Yeah. But, like, again, the, the like, when it's like, ooh, that's not great, is how the rest of the group interacts with it, right? Yeah. And, like, ha you mm-hmm. like you like a girl with a dick. It's like, no, that's mm-hmm. not, that's not okay. That's not what it is. No. no. Although I... I do know now, too, now that we have more acceptance with trans community, there are trans girls who like to be identified as girls with dicks. Like, it just... Right, yeah. But the way they Mm. talk about it is not in a supportive way. It is very much a mocking... And I think, obviously, they do a good job because, like, I think as the show has progressed, like, that was something I was going to bring up because I was just thinking about that. And then, like, in one of these, like, later seasons, they actually talk about, like, the bathroom issue and everything like that. Because Mac comes out of the women's bathroom because it's okay because he's gay. (laughs) And they have that conversation and everything. And the way they, like, they don't actually per se resolve the issue. It's an unresolved, resolved issue. (laughs) And they just are like, oh, an animal shithouse. That's what we're just going to call it. It's inclusive to everybody. And and no one's uncomfortable with it and stuff like that. (laughs) Like, they do some good things i think in that episode because i just remember this because it was you know one of the fresher episodes i just watched this week but you know frank uses the term like he she or something like that like you can't no you can't use that word and then like d's like no after that it's like no you can't use that word either it's intersex and stuff like that and they're like yeah okay and and so even as this show has progressed they know like where like the social interactivity is and what the social activeness is so they're even though they're still terrible people (laughs) they're making sure these people like are you know to make sure that they're good in their mind are keeping track of what's good so like they're pushing that across and you know we talked about it with the episode with you know mac dancing and and finding his pride and everything we have frank kind of leading him on this journey like i'll never get it i don't get it but it's something that you need to do for yourself he's kind of like accepting but weirdly not and then until the end he's like oh i get it it's it's beautiful as any you know so they they do have some poignant episodes when they bring up these social matters it's interesting and i think there's something so uh powerful to not saying that it's like the best way to say that, send the message, but when you even have these giant dick bags who are like, no, 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 that's not the word. This is mm-hmm. <laughs> don't don't be a bigot. This is the yeah. word. Like in a way, it's like everyone has the possibility of growing and changing. Yeah. And though those character interactions when they have those moments of correcting each other wouldn't have happened seasons one through three. Right? Oh, absolutely. So you, you see right. these character developments happen, and you know it's a way for them for the writers to also acknowledge the fact like, hey, this is. Mm-hmm. This is we're using our platform that we know is popular to give the right message, but also it, I think it gives a lot of hope for people. Yeah, I think it's interesting that yeah, I, I think they kind of introduced what the show was going to be about from the very beginning. Like the first episode is literally titled "The Gang Gets Racist" <laughs> or like tries to prove that you know they're not That's racist. Not the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like they have that shit like just displayed out through the entire show, like. You know, and like you said, them trying to figure out the terminology, and maybe that's what's even more frustrating nowadays is we have these characters that are absolutely terrible people, but they're willing to like change and you know realize their mistakes, and there are still people in the world that won't do that. Well, it's because they're real people, not characters. Damn it, we can't you know write them into understanding. <laughs> And the other thing I'd argue, too, that I think is kind of brilliant is we don't see them learn on camera. 
when they right. have those changes, it's usually something like you have no context for who taught them that, where they mm-hmm. learned that. It's just that they're, oh, no, 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 this is how we do it, which I think makes it almost more believable than because we have all these storylines of people trying to teach them to be good and they just it doesn't stick. So somehow, somewhere and the It's Always Sunny lore, they've learned this thing and it's stuck for their own right. reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I actually got into a conversation with some friends last night because I told them I was going to be recording this episode (laughs) today. And we got to talking about the one episode specifically where they do like the quantum leap, Wiz of the West type thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one episode we haven't really talked on because I think that's a fairly either underrated, overrated, controversial episode in the sense. Mm -hmm. Because... Again, that kind of, like, my friends were wondering, it's like, oh, God, did they do, like, blackface for that? I was like, no, 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 no. They did, like, a quantum leap style where they saw themselves as, y- you know, black people, but then <laughs> they were still God, themselves. Break into the car because it's their car. Oh, my yeah. God. It, it, I think it's a really, I, I speak of this from a white female perspective, right? Mm-hmm. I thought it was a very interesting way for white allies to portray this information, right? Like yeah. when you think of like, hey, how can you, how can you inform people, a mass audience of issues that the black community faces? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, it was a. <laughs> it, it, I know it's for a poignant me, episode. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those poignant episodes, and it's one that I haven't watched a whole lot. So, like, I can't comment too much on it other than I remember mm-hmm. thinking, oh, this is one of those episodes that gets filed away and they were trying to make a point. Point is made. And it's one of their, their more serious episodes, mm-hmm. which doesn't it gets, make it bad. It's just different yeah. from the rest of the vibe. Yeah, it, it gets serious. And then they kind of, like, you know, discredit it as, like, a non-episode effectively at the end mm-hmm. of the sh- at, at the end of it. But at the same time, the, the points were made there, too. Mm-hmm. So hopefully someone took away something from it. So, yeah. I feel like it, this, this is what usually happens with the rerun episodes or stuff I still want to talk about, but like I don't have real full thoughts. Like I really love the yeah. episode where Sweet D starts the online MMO and yeah, like, loses right. herself into mm-hmm. it because that's a real life That's a experience. whole thing. Yeah. People can relate to that. <laughs> and Charlie like suddenly becoming a badass because of it uh, and mm-hmm. Dennis losing his mind. Really any episode where Dennis loses his temper I'm super into. Mm-hmm. There's just is a lot of funny episodes and it's hard to say, but it's like, that's a funny show. I don't know. I hope that if you're listening to this and you haven't watched It's Always Sunny, that we've at least talked enough inside jokes about it that you're like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. What? I have to go watch this now. I had a friend yeah. who watched the entire show just to understand the implication joke. <laughs> Like, watch yes. the point of the implication and then continue to watch it just to, like, prove a point. Doesn't like the show that much, but, like, yeah. it would liked it enough to finish the show at the time. And so, I don't know. I hope that this is fun for people. It's twofold. If you haven't mm-hmm. seen it, I hope you hear us getting excited and kind of makes you be like, oh, this show that's yeah. been out for 14 fucking years. Maybe I should <laughs> give it a shot. Maybe I should give it a swing. <laughs> but for people who are huge fans of it, I hope you're listening to this and yeah, you might be like, oh, wait, no, this episode's better. Or yeah. How dare you think this season sucks? You have some other uh, conversation, too. But, and that you also can enjoy, like, the, the inside jokes of, again, Ethan and I just kind of popping yeah. off with a one-liner that, like, no real context. Besides. No one no one knows what's going on. Yeah. Unless you've seen the episode, you're like, that's a funny <laughs> line, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess, I know we kind of touched on it, but I guess just to, obviously, what was your go-to episode, again, to, to get people hooked? Or what was your intro show that you, you throw at people? So it's hard, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really stick with 
the gang dines out. Yep. Because I think that that has enough low-key humor to it. But if I am like, no, we're going to watch It's Always Sunny, I will make people start season one, episode one. And I give them the, the disclaimer of, we're going to watch this so you can understand and appreciate the character development. Watching TV shows with me is awful, by the way. <laughs> but if it's just like a one-off, yes. And then I do have my other side playlist of friends who are having a bad day that enjoy It's Always Sunny. Yep. It's going to be the gang gets analyzed, the nightman cometh, gang breaks the Liberty Bell, the suburbs. What other ones do I have written down for? I think those are like the main ones. Like, because like, that's like two hours, right? Right. And usually by then, friend hangout time is down. But like that, that's my playlist for people who are having a bad day. And I'm like, no, you got to watch this shit. Mm-hmm. I think I did. Charlie worked. There it is. There's other yeah. One. I think I flubbed up and I definitely, when I try to introduce someone to it, they discover that the show wasn't their bag as it was after they watched more of it. Mm-hmm. But the first episode I introduced them to was the Dennis system. And I will say that's probably not the best episode to land on for them because you're getting thrown in the deep end right away. <laughs> I would say if you want an episode that will lead you to wanting to know more about the show, like I said, I think I mentioned it. I like Dennis and D try to get welfare. I think mm-hmm. that's a good solid episode because it's early enough in the show that it's kind of like one of their heavier ones. Or you could also do Mac Bang's Dennis's mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that gets such an interaction. One, it shows you the stalker level of Charlie and the waitress. Mm-hmm. And then it shows you how neurotic Mac is. It gives you like everything you need to, to know about Mac, Dennis, D, everyone in the group. I think it does a really poignant job with that. Or... I think it's a two-parter, and I I throw this at them at the like when they've watched some of it, or if someone's gonna, you know, if we're just looking to go back and rewatch some episodes, I will start off kind of like with the two-parter of the gang goes to hell. The gang goes to hell is easily their strongest finale. Yeah, it's great. It's a Besides, two-parter I, I, like that, and and Mac finds his pride. Like those yeah. are two. Mm-hmm. That was the one like inside joke that we didn't talk about, and maybe I'll just use it at the bit, but like. <laughs> Wait, they're using orange juice like the mixture? Like, like the mixture? Yeah. <laughs> like the mixer? <laughs> it's like people just drink this straight. What? What? <laughs> they don't use it for screwdrivers? What about tequila sunrises? No, they just drink it straight. Straight. What the <laughs> Oh goodness. Yeah. Basically what we also have to say about this show is they're all borderline alcoholics and you know, we find that somewhat fun funny in a system. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like Three lasting things I'd want to say as far as bits go, right? Mm-hmm. And reoccurring jokes. The uncle with the small hands. Uncle with small hands. It's very good. Uh, yes. Particularly when he starts wearing the fake big hands that, like, don't mm-hmm. take, obviously. Very good. Very mm-hmm. subtle, because it's, it's it's just, like, it's a quick joke usually here and there. Yeah. It's not really thrown in your face too often, except again, when he, like, loses the hand, throwing it like, across oh. the room, screaming. Yeah. But, no, I think... The two things that It's Always Sunny can do really well constructively from a writer's perspective, we've discussed it, bottle episodes. A lot of the episodes you and I talked about were bottle canned episodes, things that yep. happen in in the one area, and they don't have to really go too far outside, usually. Again, the ones that they do, it's fine, but like very strong episodes are when they're in their bar or in a restaurant. Yep. But also, they are really good with a cold open. So good with the cold opens, especially with their opening titles for the episode. Yep. We use those we all the time. We award. Yeah. The gang just really just tries to win an award. award. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's something they literally just said, and it's what's next on the screen as the gang and stuff like that. Guys, 
we've got to solve the crisis. The gang solves <laughs> the gas, the gas crisis. crisis. <laughs> um, and what's the other one? Um, Sweet D when she gets the scooter. Oh yeah, and she's like, "I'm invincible, bitches." Sweet D gets audited. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, they they. I, I think it's supposed to be Glennon and Ron, right? Ronald, who like do most of the writing, mm-hmm. or no, Charlie Day. It's it's the guys. Who yeah, it's are it's the three. Audit. Typically, it's it's created by Rob and Glenn, and then Charlie's like you know the third co-creator or something like that. So I feel yeah, like we see his name more later on mm-hmm. than the beginning. Yeah. But um, they're just clever, clever people. And for them to riff off each other so well in knowing it's mostly improv and how much Jane DeVito loves working with them. Like he yeah. adores it. Straight up he adores it. it. They incorporate him like dyeing his hair into like almost any scene that they can too. Because, you know, Danny DeVito's hair is like white. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there's episodes where Frank is just dyeing his hair with just like black shoe polish and stuff like that. Uh Dave DeVito is such a solid, amazing human being in real life, and to watch him play this goblin man, oh my god, I don't know, they're just, the casting is cool, I mentioned earlier, Caitlin Olsen wasn't even supposed to be on the show, just she mm-hmm. auditioned for a part, and like, oh shit, we have to write her a part. Mm-hmm. It's when she goes over, it's her, It's when um, Dennis goes over to borrow a cup of sugar from Charlie, and Charlie tells him that he has cancer. And he's like, yeah, I man, if you ever want to talk. Like, no? Ooh, not now. Mm, not now. It's, it's that part. And that's what, like, where she auditioned. Like, oh, shit, no, we need to add her in. So they just hit magic, I think, with the casting and their group mm-hmm. mechanics. Having the celebrity that actually works well. And I don't know. It's just, I think it's a really gold show. I'll be sad when it's done. And I think we're probably getting close to it. I, I imagine we have to be getting close to the end. Supernatural's ending after 15 seasons. I yeah. think that Always Sunny may have to end after 16. 20? <laughs> uh, no, like, it, it, since it's a satire show, there'll always yeah. be things for them to do, but I think yeah. if they have another dip like they did in season 13 of them just not being impassioned by it, I think that's when we're going to see. Yeah. Or maybe after COVID, who knows? Who knows? We'll see what happens. God, I'd love to see them do, like, another quarantine episode with everything that's going on. Oh, you have to think. You have to think that they're sitting there coming up with some of the best episode ideas right now. Yes. You know that they're going to have, like, just a Zoom call episode. Like, God, I hope so. God, like, just, like, them on their computers are, like, Charlie, Charlie, like, Charlie Charlie doesn't even have, like, a smartphone or something. He's just, like, using, like, a voice recorder or something like that. So all his bits are, like, audioed in or something like that. (laughs) Uh, There's so much stuff they could do, and I know they would knock it out of the park. Ugh. But, yeah, I I think it kind of, you know said it all about you know you know they know how to use gags long term they they aren't assaulting you with it but just their quick like you know anti-narrator with their you know title cards for the episode and everything like that Mm -hmm. and you know like i think we briefly talked about it. the music's great they can use stuff for it and but yeah the show as a whole it's it's a great source of all cultural pop culture memes you know life if you haven't ever heard of always sunny you are not doing your internet life right and i can't believe you found this show before ever hearing of always sunny if it's a show you've definitely heard about and haven't watched it i say go for it we gave you a few recommendations any of these episodes that we probably mentioned are good starting off points even though we recommended a couple that you should just go see first if you want to dip your toes into it or you know just 
be like Alex said and start from the very beginning and power through that first season. <laughs> you won't regret it. You might regret it in like in a minute, but down the line you're like, mm-hmm. ah yes, she's wise. Ah yes. She she is smart. Chronologically, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, I wanna say it again. We're gonna do a contest. We're doing it like spur of the minute here. But I'm deciding right now. We wanna see memes. So what we wanna see is it's always sunny screen caps captioned out of context Mm -hmm. but applying them to ethan and i it's like putting our names on top of characters it can be a whole conversation it could be several like screen caps put together it could be just one ethan and i will provide examples for this yep but we're just gonna run this contest for two weeks and honestly i think the winner's just gonna be uh whoever ethan i think is the funniest yes that's always how it is it's not like it could be a raffle I, i do a lot of raffles no we're just gonna decide which one's the funniest and should you do that I'm going to give away a Patty's Pub t-shirt. Not a Patty's egg? Not a Patty's egg. Can I offer you an egg in this trying time? <laughs> <laughs> or a, a green Patty's stress egg that's just just an egg. <laughs> Shut oh, to the mouth! <laughs> somehow we miss out entirely the stuff that we've adopted into our everyday life. Is, yeah. Can I offer you an egg, egg in this egg trying, this trying time? time? <sighs> Again, I talked about the Kittenman's episode and we, we dipped into it. But yeah, there's so much in that one episode that there's too much to cover. <laughs> so good uh, but yeah so so this is stuff we want to see you can post it on twitter you can add us either our individual accounts or we actually first has its own account first in friends on twitter you can post it on our discord which will be in the link in the show notes you can email it to us at firstinfriends at gmail.com all those places all those places you can send us this meme format and whatever's the funniest we will send the shirt to hell yeah two weeks two weeks from this episode two releases weeks. but otherwise Ethan, is there anything else? Any other final notes you have to say about It's Always Sunny? <sighs> Just that it's a it's a great show for satire. People are terrible, but they can be funny at the same time. And, you know, don't be a dick, I guess. Don't be a dick. Don't be Simple a dick. Rule. Don't be a, don't be a bastard. <laughs> don't be a bastard man. Don't be a bastard man. Dennis is a bastard man. <laughs> well then, okay. So, you've listened this far. If you have enjoyed us what you should do is follow us on twitter you can find me at roll for alex and you can find me at etasha and you know what else you probably liked our theme song it is the astronauts from the spin wires off their nights out ep they uh, make some really good music and actually they just released another album here recently of more covers and i highly recommend the spin wires oh, dope. Hell yeah they're very very good but otherwise, if you just want to hang out and talk to us, we have Discord, which is in our show notes. It's the cool kid community. And we have a bunch of fun channels there. Right now, we're really psyched because as of this recording, Ethan reported in the prices for the P- uh, the PS5, the PlayStation. The PlayStation. PlayStation 5th edition. <laughs> 5e. I hate it. But so we're like, we're getting really psyched about all this like new next gen console stuff. And I don't know what else is happening on our channel. I was, memes <laughs> a lot of not safe for work safe for work food memes all of the above it's just i won't say wholesome but it's good fun come it's hang fun. out with us and it's right on the mark for if you like always sunny in philadelphia <laughs> yes you're not wrong it's on brand <laughs> and so that being said discord and twitter which i mentioned earlier you can find us on twitter at first and friends you can use those places to tell us how wrong we are, even though we know we're right. Always right. Boop, 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 boop. Beep.
Oh, let me let me play you out, folks. Let me just play you out with, you know, the song. Do 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 is a bird. That's as close as you're gonna get. Have a good one, folks. Do 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 do